Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board? Brad, we got a weird bit of information about uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios this week. Uh, the Indiana Jones Den of Destiny is opening, which is kind of a pop-up bar slash... I don't know if they're actually selling merch there, but it, it's a bar and a, a, a little space for some trinkets and um, memorabilia from the movie Dial of Destiny. Um, it's pretty cool. It's in the old Indiana Jones adventure shop or whatever space. And uh, I just, I really like this. I really like this like kind of pop-up bar thing. I, I think it's really cool. Um, and the stuff in there is good and the drinks look good. They're, they're not just like rehashes of other, you know, basic drinks. I mean, there's actually some pretty unique stuff in there. I think it's pretty cool. So I... I will say that from what I have seen, I think calling it a bar might be a bit much. Yeah, okay. Pop a beverage sales area. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because there's there's no seating or anything. Yeah. But I do I do actually like the idea of having and they they've done this in Hollywood Studios. So for example, one man's dream, right? They do this all the time. Where they have props from a movie or something like that. But did they, they sell stuff? In there? Did off. they sell drinks and stuff in there? No, no, they didn't. So I okay. feel like this okay. is kind of a a step up. And I like that they said, you know what, we already have Indiana Jones stuff here, so let's use an Indiana Jones area instead of just using one man stream. Right. And like and like you, I am interested in the the drink selection because they didn't. Now, I don't know. I guess I, sh I should be careful about saying this because somebody's going to point out that actually they do, and that's okay. Feel free to do it. I, I will survive. But these aren't just you can get an old-fashioned and a margarita. No. Right? No. Yeah, these are they, actual. They at least attempted to, to create cocktails that were for this experience. And I will, I will say when, when you were reading the the ingredients list of the weathered fedora to me the fact that they're using old forester um i don't i don't know that they use old forester very much so they're even like using different uh whiskeys and stuff different spirits yeah so there's a there's a lot to like about this i feel like because also this is an area that was otherwise just a gift shop and now there's a little bit more to it as you said, I don't think they're actually selling anything in it at this point other than the other than beverages. But that's okay. I think personally. I, I do too. I think this is a a you know, you get yourself a drink, you look around, it's air conditioned. You get a you get a beverage. I think it's really smart. Um it's a better use of this area than you know, stroller parking or whatever. So I I am way into them doing trying to do something unique with an, an underutilized I think building. Now also I I do have to bring up that I'm really surprised that dial soap doesn't have the <laughs> the tie in for this. The dial of destiny. Because honestly that was that was the first thing that came to mind. But all of that said, yeah, I, I like this idea. I like you know what this kind of reminds me of? The queue for the great movie ride. 
Oh yeah. Or yeah. or the exit area for the backlot tour. Why did they not serve alcohol in the queues of these attractions? Right, that would make that would make things work so Dude. much better. When when Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, when they have to open up that big room that's just switchbacks, put a little bartender in there, man. They would make a killing selling and they, cocktails. And if they set it up right, they could hit two sections of the line. So if they don't hit you the first time you walk past it, by the time you do the switchback <laughs> and come back, you're yeah. like, nah, nah, I had time to think about it. I'm not going to make it. Go ahead and, and set me up. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, these these attractions that have like hour plus lines all the time. There's in Peter in the in the in the queue for uh the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, there's a bunch of stuff for kids to play with. There's no stuff for adults to play with. That's but, all. But I'm there saying. will be soon if if Jeremy has his I just, way. I think that's a real smart idea. And just grafting this onto the great movie ride, I mean that would you would have to deal with people having a cocktail and having to tell them like you can't take that on the ride, so you'll just need to <laughs> chug that right. little glass of whiskey you have. There, the 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 what the designated chug station <laughs> directly right before they right before they tell you what what seat you're on. Yeah, I mean how how could this go wrong, Disney? I think this would be great. The only issue that I'm seeing is there are some attractions so for example flights of passage you got to put like three in there oh yeah because if that if that line's running at full capacity man one one is just not going to well, cut and it. they'd have but, to install another bathroom too <laughs> there's only one bathroom in that queue oh yeah never mind i just i just realized why they don't do this <laughs> I'm sure that's the reason, right? Bath, <laughs> lack of bathrooms. That's that's the reason to not get people liquored up in line. I once had to jump out of the queue for Slinky Dog Dash because I had to pee real bad. And Dude, they were same. They were quite. Um, they were very. Uh, uh, you know what? What am I trying to say? They they didn't care. Understanding. Yeah, and I told the people as I was walking out, like, "Hey, I'm, I have to go to the bathroom," and they remembered me when I came back and let me go through the fast pass line and, and catch up. But yeah, I had to, we were like halfway through the Slinky Dog Dash queue and I was like, nope, not going to make it. I got to go. <laughs> and I Which jumped surprisingly was not a dash. No, no. But that's another really long queue that's all outdoors. And I'm just saying that a cold margarita halfway through there would be real nice. Maybe throw some, I don't know, like some little gummy army men in there or something. Sure. So that way it's a themed beverage yeah man see we we've got ideas for days do what you gotta just do add us do what add you us gotta already. do but yeah i i like this idea i think it's fun and two thumbs up wow it's weird to say that about something i really feel like i'm supposed to have a negative take on this now one one place you're not gonna get a, an alcoholic beverage in the queue is when you go to meet darth vader well also hopefully you're not having to wait long <laughs> enough well, to drink a beverage while waiting for It's very exclusive, Brad. It's only for Visa card members. Um, no, no. Chase Visa, Ch Disney Visa card excuse members, right? Me. Yes, Chase Disney Visa card members. Um, this has been here, you know, this has been at Hollywood Studios in the past that they just have brought it back. 
but you can meet Darth Vader if you have a Disney Visa card. And guess what? If you don't have a Disney Visa card, there's someone at the entrance to the thing that will hook you up with one, and then you can go meet him anyway. So, um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's nice to... It's nice to, like, I have a Disney visa, and it's nice to be able to say, like, yeah, if I want to do that, it's probably going to be way less of a line than, you know, a meet and greet would in uh, Batu. So, it's cool. I mean, I'm glad that they do stuff like that, but um, I'm mostly glad just because I can actually do this one. You know, I often complain about DVC and uh, pass holder perks that I don't get to be a part of, but this just feels good because I can do it. This is for right. the every man. When you're when you're on the other side of the velvet rope, yeah. you're like, yeah, no, that seems like a great idea. Oh, He's, there's people who don't have a Disney visa? Well, I'm sorry for you. No, I, a Disney visa I is at least free. It doesn't cost tens of thousands of dollars to join. <laughs> assuming that you have the the credit score, though, I will say if you bank with Chase, which I do, you can also get the debit card and that will get you in oh i didn't know that's yeah yeah they they have the the disney debit branded cards that i have been able to get in in the past i don't know am i supposed to get in i let's assume that you're supposed (laughs) to get in with those but i just i put this in here because it was closed for quite a while and if you're like me you maybe got out of the habit of even bothering to check if it was still there and it is it is back now. And as you said, it is a lower weight than what you will typically be waiting in other places. So it's always good to know about these because there are a couple of them. And you can you can look them up because I don't remember all of them off the top of my head right now. But if you've got that card, take advantage of it. And then we also saw some news today about a the new version of uh, Frozen Ever After that's opening in Hong Kong Disneyland in November. And one thing that they're doing that is uh, 100% awesome, good, great, everybody should do this, is they've actually got Anna and Elsa animatronics with animatronic heads. They're not doing the projection, you know, rear projection mapped animatronic faces on these. And it obviously looks so much better than the rear projection stuff. And I cannot wait for uh, Walt Disney World to redo the animatronics in our version of Frozen Ever After to be these non-projection mapped uh, characters. In 2042. Yeah, whatever, man. It can't come soon enough. as as, As long as those are still functional, do you honestly, given everything that is going on right now, do you do you think there is any way that they could green light redoing the animatronics in the, a in a working attraction? The only thing is that they exist now. Hong Kong has them, and so they know how to make them. And it would be much easier for Walt Disney World to say, "Give us those," than it would for them to say, "We got to invent this." I still think it would cost way too much money. Even if it's even if it's just the build them and and install them, I think that I think that number is higher than they're going to spend versus eh, everybody likes these because I like you despise this this rear projection system. I don't I just looks bad. It looks lazy. 
yeah, I got the the idea, I think, because was the first place that we saw this like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Yes. Yeah, that was the first time. All the Seven Dwarfs in the, excuse me, in the Dark Ride part are rear projected. Right. And there, it maybe made more sense because, and and don't get me wrong, I realize that Anna and Elsa are also animated, but... The dwarfs are animated, animated, And right? the dwarfs are not talking. Yes. I, the which, problem is that when Anna and Elsa talk and their chin doesn't move, it just looks bad. If it, given yeah. given the, the whole, like, the face is way, 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 way brighter than any other part of the body and, and all the, like, just the aesthetic things aside, when the, the characters talk and their their head is totally motionless their face is totally motionless you know like the actual skin skull part it just looks weird they don't have a jaw yeah this just i don't i don't understand why it was the idea for as long as it was that is the thing that confounds me about this whole thing it's like you did it on seven dwarfs we've seen lots of things where they've done it on one thing and then said you know what we tried it. It didn't work out. Yeah. We're not going to do it on the next thing. But they did that on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And then they did it on Frozen Ever After. And then they did it on Runaway Railway. Yep. And I didn't mind it so much in the videos of Runaway Railway. Like when I was watching, you know, the, the ride through videos when it first opened before I'd actually gotten to do it. Uh, I didn't mind it that much. It doesn't look so bad until you get there. And especially if you're in the back, if you're in the very back row of Runway Railway, the after the show part of it is over and you're just walking, you're walking, you're riding by the uh, animatronic while they're waiting to reset, you know, the, the faces are video. So they're absolutely, totally still and lifeless, you know, even, even though an animatronic face wouldn't be moving or breathing necessarily, but there's just something about seeing basically a paused video projected onto a, a face that looks worse than having just a still, you know, actual face. Well, and I think that the the biggest thing to me is they have always felt low effort. Yeah. But that's that's not news. But what is news here is we now have a direct comparison. Yeah. It's of, not fair. <laughs> it's yeah, not this fair is this is what it looks like rear projected and this is what it looks like with classical animatronics and it's as bad or possibly even worse than we thought. You know, you said 100% better. I'm thinking more like 500% better because the creepy factor is so much further down. Yeah. With with the Hong Kong ones. And I like Walt Disney World has the the shaman in Navi River Journey and Hondo Onaka in in Smuggler's Run. Those are two a, incredible animatronics that are totally, you know, all, there's no video to them at all. And they are incredible. So, like, Walt Disney World knows how to do this. I just don't. It, it, I don't get why they double or triple down. You know, on these on these videos so much. I don't. I don't know that Hondo is really a a good 
representation just because now I don't know. This is this is very what a very small data set, but Hondo has been down more than he has been up on my visits. I have seen that mysterious box way know. more he than I've pretty seen bad. Hondo. <laughs> he looks like a box. Right. Not very animated. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Now the shaman I think I've only seen in B mode one time, but Hondo, it, at least for me, lives in lives in B mode. But these have got to go in B mode just as much, right? Because there's still the animatronic side of them yeah. that's going to go into B mode. So where I just I really, don't. Where's that awesome the, Bell animatronic? Tokyo. Oh yeah, that new one. Yeah. Oh man, that one is that one is incredible looking. So I I really feel, and I. I could be wrong about this, but I really feel like ultimately the choice for this sort of animatronic with the with the projection was n- was more about money than anything else. And I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but it, but it's crazy to think that they had to cut corners on a Frozen attraction. This was in the height of Frozen's popularity and pre-Frozen 2. Like, we were in the thralls of Frozen mania. And to think that they needed to cut corners on a Frozen attraction is crazy to me. But they didn't have to cut corners on it. That's the, that's the rub, right? Is they didn't have to cut corners. But Jeremy, if I tell you you could have $5 or I tell you you could have $10... You'd always rather have the ten dollars. Yes. And so if the if the ten dollars just comes with the caveat that, you know, something's not gonna be quite as good as it could have been, it's still more money in your pocket. And that's ultimately what you're gonna care about. Because here's the thing Frozen is this huge, ginormous thing, and people are gonna come see it regardless of whether or not it's got rear projection or not. Yeah. Well, and we, what we haven't said yet is that this new Frozen Ever After attraction is going into a frozen land. Like, the the whole area of the park is frozen. So it's not just this. I mean, they're getting their whole entire land devoted to Frozen over there. So I guess we're still in the throes of Frozen Mania. Yeah, now it's just... I'm curious to see what happens next with Frozen. They're not done with it. There's just, there's no way, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I have, I have feelings about Frozen 2. I don't know if they'll want to continue Frozen as a movie franchise, but I don't think they're done with it as a franchise, you know, period, for sure. What is the Frozen Disney Plus plan? Yeah, a, a series. You okay? What they don't do this anymore. Now, now you've got me thinking. So, like, Toy Story came out, right? And everyone loves Woody, and everyone loves Buzz. So, what does Disney do? That Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. They'd make a whole little mini series or a whole little series that went on for years about Buzz Lightyear. And they, you know, they have characters for the TV series that didn't exist in Toy Story, and it was great. That's a great show, and. A a little, you know, 30-minute episodes Frozen series where it's just like, 
hanging out in Arendelle doing, you know, little things, have a little, you know, conflict every week or whatever that they have to solve. That would be awesome. And I miss that. I miss having these series based on movies that are actually good. Man, did you ever watch the Emperor's New Groove cartoon series? I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, it's so... I Is bet it you it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you should watch it. Uh, I, I'm not going to try to overhype it because it's not that good, but it's good for a cartoon series. Good. Like, it would well, be fun for your kids to watch and everything. I'm just like, when I would get home from school, I would turn the little TV in the kitchen on. We had a little, like, nine-inch TV. And I would make me a little bowl of cereal. And I'd watch Buzz Lightyear Star Command while I ate my cereal. And then I would go, you know, do my homework or whatever. And it was, it was like, great. It was just this little, this little moment I could have where I watched a show I liked and ate my little snack. And I think, yeah, an Emperor's New Groove series would have been right up my alley. Or a Little Frozen series would be great. And that would be, you know, great content for Disney Plus, too. Have a series that you could have, you know, like commercial breaks and stuff and, and do just fine. So... I don't know, man. I I think that that would be a really good spot for Frozen to go because they already have had these these shorter kind of uh, more episodic things, but they're only like three or four episodes. Um, But to have an actual series that you know has you know twenty episodes and then they would be great. What they did they did the emoji thing or whatever. Yeah, they had Lego Frozen too. Oh yeah, but those were only like six minutes or the. Or the, what was it, Olaf retelling of all the different yeah. Disney films. That yeah. was really good. That was So, you know, they're taking advantage of it. But I'm just surprised. I don't know. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen Frozen 3. Or yeah. some other story from the Frozen for, oh, God, don't put the that, those words out into the. The FCU. Into the ether. <laughs> I just we hope if they make we a don't Frozen, need to encourage that we don't it, need to encourage that if they make a Frozen three, it's more like Frozen one than Frozen two. Okay, here's my question for you, and I'm I'm asking this literally as I'm going to I, IMDb because I'm kind of thinking and it's maybe already been announced and I just have forgotten about <laughs> it. Frozen live action win. Oh, gee. yeah. I don't. They they announced Moana. You know, they're they're already doing modern remakes of animated films so yeah soon probably so so currently frozen live action i'm not seeing on imdb i am seeing uh frozen 3 listed for 2025 but i think that's also the sort of thing where anybody can can put stuff on imdb or you know i don't know i've seen a lot of random yeah garbage on imdb if it's for 2025 it's in production already right so two years is is cutting it like if they haven't started already it's not going to be in 2025 two years is not long enough to put out a full-length animated film at some at some point though they're gonna have a they're going to have another frozen oh for sure and maybe maybe what they can do is they can update frozen ever after to to that story and then they could need new animatronics. Yeah, I, I mean, and honestly... Then, and then if, we could get rid of these faces. If Anna and Elsa had some new dresses, that would be a good, you know, a, an impetus to modify them and to modify the story a little bit, and that would be a good time to, to put new animatronics in. Yeah. But all so, this to say, the rear projection stinks, and these actual animatronics are awesome. 
but I will I will say, Jeremy, there is one place that I enjoy projection. Leota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's never never make Leota anything other than projection. No. Disney. So let's let's speak dude. Man, the hat box. Have you seen the number? The hat box ghost, yes. too. That is yeah. a, a very compelling effect. Have you seen the number of times that we you expect them to do something and they do the totally wrong thing? <laughs> so I just I I want to clarify that there are instances of the projection that work that we do like. It's just not these animatronics. Very very specifically, these animatronics need to be changed. Yes. Don't mess with any projection in the haunted mansion. Man, I just imagined what like a full animatronic Leota head would be, and ugh. she talks too fast, you and know? also is too is too realistic. Look, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I get that we you know thinking like pirates and some of that stuff, yeah. and and uh, Hall of Presidents, which I honestly always forget exists, but. Disney is capable of doing real faces and everything. They but. could use that Donald Trump that clearly was Hillary Clinton before they had to change it to Donald Trump, and they could make that Leota. <laughs> Just stick a different wig. Yeah, because they redid top. the Trump one, and it looks way more like Donald Trump now. But man, that when when it was first debuted, it was very clearly Hillary Clinton that they had gone. Uh oh. We didn't get that one right. <laughs> <laughs> throw, a, throw a wig on yeah, it, some yeah. white makeup, and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. That's okay. So there's your nightmare fuel. Ugh. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.